Good morning. Today we can follow the order of service on page 15. Our opening hymn this morning is, O God, Our Help in Ages Past, hymn 123. Beloved in the Lord, 
Let us draw near with a true heart and confess our sins unto God our Father, beseeching him in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to grant us forgiveness. Our help is in the name of the Lord. I said I will confess my transgressions unto the Lord. God, merciful Father, I, a poor, miserable sinner, confess unto thee all my sins and iniquities with which I have ever offended thee and justly deserve thy temporal and eternal punishment. But I am heartily sorry for them and sincerely repent of them. And I pray thee of thy boundless mercy and for the sake of the holy, innocent, bitter sufferings and death of thy beloved Son, Jesus Christ, to be gracious and merciful to me, a poor sinful being. Upon this, your confession of I, by virtue of my office as a called and ordained servant of the word, announce the grace of God unto all of you. And in this stead, by the command of my Lord Jesus Christ, I forgive you all your sins, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Our psalm for today is Psalm number 90, and it's on the inside cover of your bulletin. Uh, we read it responsibly. Lord, thou hast been our dwelling place in all generations. Before the mountains were brought forth, forever thou hast formed the earth and the world, even from everlasting to everlasting, thou art God. Thou turnest man to destruction, and sayest, Return, ye children of men. For a thousand years in thy sight are hardly as yesterday when they have passed, and as they walked in the night. Thou carriest them away as with a flood. They are as asleep. In the morning they are like grass which groweth up. In the morning it flourisheth and groweth up. In the evening it is cut down and withered. For we are consumed by thine anger. And by thy wrath are we troubled. Thou hast set our iniquities before thee, our secret sins in the light of thy countenance. For all our days are passed away in thy wrath. We spend our years as a tale that is told. The days of our years are threescore years and ten. And if by reason of strength they be fourscore years, yet is their strength labor and sorrow. For it is soon cut off. Who knoweth the power of thine anger? Even according to thy fear, so is thy wrath. So our days, that we may apply our hearts unto wisdom. Return, O Lord, how long? And let it repent thee concerning thy servants. O satisfy us early with thy mercy, that we may rejoice and may be glad all our days. Make us glad according to the days wherein thou hast afflicted us, and the years wherein we have seen evil. Let thy word appear unto thy servants, and thy glory unto their children. And let the beauty of the Lord our God be upon us. 
and establish thou the work of our hands upon us. Yea, the work of our hands establish thou it. subject to the law, and caused him to endure the circumcision of the flesh. Grant us the true circumcision of the Spirit, that our hearts may be pure from all sinful desires and lusts, through the same Jesus Christ, thy Son, our Lord, who liveth and reigneth with thee in the Holy Ghost, ever one God, world without end. You may be seated. 
Our epistle for today is recorded in Galatians chapter 4, beginning at the fourth verse. But when the fullness of the time was come, God sent forth his Son, made of a woman, made under the law, to redeem them that were under the law, that we might receive the adoption of sons. And because ye are sons, God hath sent forth the spirit of his Son into your hearts, crying, Abba, Father. Wherefore, thou art no more a servant, but a son. And if a son, then an heir of God through Christ. Here ends our reading of the epistle. I ask you to please rise for the reading of the Holy Gospel. gospel for today is recorded in St. Luke's gospel in chapter 2, beginning at the 21st verse. And when the days were accomplished for for the circumcising of the child, his name was called Jesus, which was so named to the angel before he was conceived in the womb. And when the days of our purification, according to the law of Moses, were accomplished, they brought him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. As it is written in the law of the Lord, every male that openeth the womb shall be called holy to the Lord. And to offer a sacrifice, according to that which is said in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. And behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon, And the same man was just and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel. And the Holy Ghost was upon him, and it was revealed unto him by the Holy Ghost that he should not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. And he came by the Spirit into the temple. And when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him after the custom of the law, then took he him up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, a light to lighten the Gentiles and the glory of thy people Israel. And Joseph and his mother marveled at those things which were spoken of him. And Simeon blessed them and said unto Mary his mother, Behold, this child is set for the fall and rising again of many in Israel, and for a sign which shall be spoken against. Yea, a sword shall pierce through thy own soul also, that the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed. And there was one, Anna, a prophetess, daughter of Phanuel of the tribe of Asher. She was of a great age and had lived with an husband seven years from her virginity. And she was a widow not fourscore and four years, which departed not from the temple, but served God with fastings and prayers night and day. And she coming in that instant gave thanks likewise unto the Lord, and spake of him to all them that looked for redemption in Jerusalem. And when they had performed all things according to the law of the Lord, they returned into Galilee to their own city, Nazareth. Here ends our reading of the Holy Gospel.
join in confessing our faith, and we do so today in the words of the Nicene Creed found on page 22. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten, not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven, and was incarnate by the Holy Ghost of the Virgin Mary, and was made man, and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried, and the third day he rose again according to the Scriptures, and descended to heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of the Father. And he shall come again with glory to judge both the quick and the dead, whose kingdom shall have no end. And I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Lord and giver of life, who proceedeth from the Father and the Son, with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, who spake by the prophets. And I believe one holy Christian apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. You may be seated. We continue our worship by singing hymn 114 which is Jesus' name of wondrous love, hymn 114.
Again, I ask you to bow your heads and join me in a word of prayer. Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, we pray your Holy Spirit's blessing upon the speaking and the hearing of your word this day, that we might be built up in our faith in our Lord Jesus Christ, that we might look to him, trusting that for the sake of his holy life and his innocent sufferings and death on the cross, we have pardon and forgiveness. We pray your blessing in Jesus' name. Amen. Our text for today is the gospel lesson read to you a few minutes ago. Traditionally, the text for today would be the gospel reading, which is only verse 21, which says, When eight days were accomplished for the circumcising of the child, his name was called Jesus, which was so named of the angel before he was conceived in the womb. And of course, the naming of Jesus is very important to us because names meant something then, and the name Jesus means that Jehovah or Yahweh saves. And Jesus is indeed what his name says. He is the Lord God himself in human flesh and blood come into this world to save us from the punishment which we deserve on account of our sin and to grant us the everlasting joys of heaven. His circumcision on the eighth day is also very important to us for, as we heard in our epistle lesson today, that in the fullness of time God sent forth his Son made of a woman made under the law to redeem them that were under the law. And so it was important that our Lord Jesus fulfill all that the law required. And so on the eighth day, as it was commanded all the way back to Abraham in the book of Genesis, on the eighth day, Jesus was circumcised and officially given his name. At verse 22, we jump ahead to 40 days after his birth, because in Leviticus chapter 12, it gives a time uh, in which a woman is unclean after giving birth to a son. There's also a longer period of time for the daughter, as we talked about in Bible class today. And at the end of that time, she was required to offer a lamb and a pigeon or turtle dove for her purification so that she could again enter into the temple courts and that she could again probably partake of you know, the worship in and the, the meetings in the synagogues on the Sabbath day, because before that she was counted as unclean. And so we read in verse 22 that when the days of her purification, according to the law of Moses, were accomplished, they brought him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. As it is written in the law of the Lord, every male that openeth the womb shall be called holy to the Lord. Taking us back to Exodus 13 after God spared the firstborn from among the children of Israel when he killed the firstborn in Egypt. He spared them because there was blood of the lamb on the doorpost and the lintels of their homes. And so the firstborn, whether it be man or animal, the firstborn males belong to the Lord. And as we also talked about in Bible class today, uh, when God tallied, the children of Levi, who were to carry out the priesthood and serve in the temple, but also as they are dispersed among 
the tribes of Israel, they were to teach God's word to the people. And so it's really speaking about uh, the, the ministry of word and sacrament in the Old Testament. They were the ones who were to teach God's people the truth. And so when the sons of Levi were numbered, and I don't remember the exact number, but uh, the sons of Levi are numbered, and the firstborn among Israel, there's a few more firstborn among Israel than the Levites. And so God required that a tax or a five-shekel payment be made to redeem the sons of Israel. And this is very likely what also took place when our Lord Jesus went to the temple. He was presented to the Lord as the firstborn, as required in the law, and he was redeemed as is required in the Old Testament law. And he did all this in order to fulfill the law in our stead and that he might then take our place and suffer and die for our sins as the sinless and spotless Lamb of God. It's at this time that we read of Simeon coming into the temple. We're told a little about Simeon, not a lot, that he was an old man, he was just and devout, he had faith in the Lord God, and so it's kind of just and righteous, he's devout, he's very devoted to serving the Lord and studying his word, and he was waiting, as we talked about again in Bible class, he was waiting for the consolation of Israel. He was waiting for God to fulfill the promise that he already spoke all the way back in the Garden of Eden after Adam and Eve sinned. The promise that the seed of the woman would come who would crush the head of the serpent. Or as we read in Psalm 130 verse 8, the one who would come who would redeem Israel from all his iniquities. Simeon is waiting for the fulfillment of this promise. And it is revealed to him by the Spirit of God that he would not die until he had seen the Lord's Christ. And so he would see at least the beginning of the fulfillment of these promises of God. And by the teaching of the Holy Spirit, we see that Simeon had a wonderful understanding of who the Messiah would be and what would happen to the Messiah and how it would affect all the people of this world. And that's where we come to the words that I want to focus on today in our sermon. After, you know, Simeon is directed by the Spirit of God to come to the temple at the very precise time when Mary and Joseph are at the temple, offering this sacrifice, presenting Jesus to the Lord, paying the redemption price for the firstborn. And Simeon comes and sees this child, and directed by God's Spirit, he takes this child up in his arms, and he blesses God for sending his Savior. And he speaks these words, which we sing at the end of the Lord's Supper, or we also can use them in the order of Vespers. Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, a light to lighten the Gentiles and the glory of thy people Israel. Simeon was now ready to die, according to the word of the Lord. Now he would not see death until he had seen the Lord's Christ. Now he had seen the Lord's Christ, had taken him up in his arms, and he was ready to die. 
in peace. And again, this peace is not speaking about peace like the world gives or like the world speaks of peace. But he was ready to die in peace, knowing that God was keeping his promise, that his Savior had come who would redeem Israel from all his iniquities, who would pay the price for Simeon's sins as well, so that Simeon, when he died, could stand before the Lord God in heaven, just and righteous for the sake of Jesus, the Messiah. He was ready to die at peace with God, for in Christ Jesus, he had a savior from sin and from eternal punishment. And he was even so privileged to see with his own eyes, to take up the savior in his own arms and to see the fulfillment of God's promises. Today I ask you, well, what about you? Are you ready to die and stand before God, your maker? Are you at peace with God, knowing that your sins have been washed away, that God forgives you and accepts you and will receive you into eternal life? Now, God has not promised to any one of us that we will live until we see the return of our Lord Jesus Christ, at least not that I know of, unless it's something private that someone knows But God has not promised that to any of us, but we have the promises of old. And we have the gospel message which tells us how these promises have been fulfilled in the Lord Jesus Christ. But we still await that day when the dead are raised up and all who live and believe are changed into the image of Christ Jesus to live forever with the Lord. But to have such confidence... We look to the pages of Holy Scripture, for there we too see the Lord's Christ. We see God's only begotten Son who came into this world as that babe born in Bethlehem, as the babe who was dedicated in the temple, as the 12-year-old who came to the temple and stayed behind in order to hear and learn more of God's word, as the one who performed miracles and raised the dead, but ultimately the one who suffered and died on the cross, paid the price for our sins and rose again on the third day. And so there we see Jesus, our Savior. He is the light of the Gentiles. He gives us light. He enlightens our dark souls and shows us the way of eternal salvation. And he's the glory of his people, Israel, because God kept his promises to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob and sent to see the woman as a descendant of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in order to redeem the nations of the world. The scriptures tell us that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, that he was buried, that he rose again the third day of the scriptures, according to the scriptures. The scriptures tell us that he is the propitiation for our sins and not for ours only, but also for the sins of the world. The scriptures tell us that Through faith in him, we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. The scriptures even tell us that for us to die is gain, because it is to depart this life and to be with Christ, which is far better. God's word assures us that the one who hears Jesus' words 
and believes on him that sent him has everlasting life and shall not come into condemnation, but is passed from death unto life. And so when we look at Christ through the scriptures, when we trust him, we too can be ready as Simeon was to depart this life in peace. For the scriptures tell us in Romans chapter five, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ by whom also we have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. It's a very fitting thing that we sing these words following the Lord's Supper each Sunday because in the Lord's Supper, we are given to partake of Christ, the Lamb of God, who takes away the sin of the world. We are given to partake of the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ, which was given and shed for us on the cross for the remission of our sins. And as we depart from the communion table, and even as we depart the church service, we depart in peace, knowing that Christ has come that he's won for us forgiveness and life everlasting by his holy life, his innocent sufferings and death, by his keeping of the law, and then suffering as a sinner condemned under the law. We leave with the assurance that through faith in Jesus, our sins are pardoned, forgiven, that we have peace with God because Christ indeed died for our sins and rose again. And when we depart this life, we can say also with Simeon, Lord, now let us thou thy servant depart in peace according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, a light to lighten the Gentiles and the glory of thy people Israel. God grant us such faith and such peace in Christ Jesus, our Savior. We pray. Lord Jesus Christ, let our eyes behold you through the pages of Scripture, that we too may trust in you and always be ready to depart this life in peace. Revive the weak in faith and strengthen all of us, that we may stand fast in our Savior until he returns to grant to us and all believers life everlasting. Amen. I ask you to please stand. The peace of God, which passeth all understanding, keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus.
seated, we continue our worship by bringing forward our offerings. you to please stand and join the prayers of the church. O Lord, we thank you that your name was called Jesus and that you are the Savior of all men. For there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. To you, therefore, we confess all our sins in which we were conceived and born and with which from our youth and during the past year we have offended your heavenly Father. For your name's sake, have mercy on us, and let us find pardon and peace and joy in you. And as you have brought us safely to the beginning of another year, we ask you to make this new year for us another year of salvation. We cross its threshold in your name. Your name shall be our refuge and only hiding place. Grave it upon our hearts and let us daily experience its gracious power and enjoy your consolations that our prayer may be sweet incense before God. Renew our hearts and sanctify us by your spirit. Bless your church which you have purchased with your own blood. Give free course to your word that your kingdom may be extended to the ends of the earth. Look down in mercy also upon our congregation and preserve them preserve among us the preaching of your pure word and the right use of the holy sacraments. Suffer not your word to return unto you void, but open the hearts of the hearers to receive it with gladness and yield it ready obedience. Take our Sunday school into your care and endow our teachers with faithfulness, patience, and love to lead our children to you. In the new year, bless our country and all its inhabitants and endow those in authority with wisdom and power to administer justice and to labor for the common good, establish peace within our borders and upon all the earth, give success to commerce and all useful arts, and prosper the work of our hands, favor us with seasonable weather, give us our daily bread, and preserve us from sickness and all other adversities. Crown the year with your goodness that your glory may dwell in our land. Watch over our homes, bless them with peace and happiness, and grant that all parents and heads of families may govern their households in true godliness, 
bringing up their children in your fear. Direct by your spirit those young in years, adorning them with the garment of discretion, that they may grow and flourish in the garden of the Lord. Preserve the rich and prosperous from greed and selfishness and worldly pride, and the poor and needy from murmurings, envyings, and discontent. Provide for widows and orphans and all that are desolate and afflicted, and have mercy upon all those who are sick or suffering. When the righteous cry, may it please you to hear and to comfort and relieve them according to their several necessities, giving them patience under their sufferings and a happy issue out of all their afflictions. Because all of our times are in your hand, we commit ourselves to your keeping. Hear us when we call upon you, defend us from all evil of body and soul, and bless us according to your good pleasure. Help us in the new year to walk in daily repentance and newness of life, acknowledging and turning from our sins to you for pardon and forgiveness, and then loving and doing your commandments, so that if this, be, this year be our last on earth, we may at the appointed hour close our mortal life in peace and begin the great new year of eternity in your blissful presence where with all the angels and the elect we shall ascribe to you praise and honor and glory and power forever and ever. Hear us, Lord Jesus, for your name's sake. Amen. You may be seated. We continue by singing hymn number 310, Thy Table I Approach. Praise the Lord. 
I ask you to please stand. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks unto the Lord our God. It is truly meet, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks unto thee, O Lord, Holy Father, Almighty, everlasting God. For in the mystery of the word made flesh, thou hast given us a new revelation of thy glory, that seeing thee in the person of thy Son, we may be drawn to the love of those things which are not seen. Therefore, with angels and archangels, and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify thy glorious name, evermore praising thee and saying,
Again, I invite you all to come forward. Blessing and keep you in his baptismal grace. Take and eat. This is the true body of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, given to death for all your sins. Take and eat. This is the true body of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, given to death for all your sins. And the Lord bless you and keep you in his baptismal grace. Take and eat. This is the true body of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, given to death for all your sins. blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ shed for the remission of all your sins. Take and drink. This is the true blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ shed for the remission of all your sins. I ask you to please stand. Now may this holy body and precious blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ strengthen and preserve you in the true faith unto life everlasting. Depart in peace, be of good cheer. Your sins are forgiven you for Jesus' sake.
Again, a welcome to all of you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ and a blessed new year to you. The announcements are on the back of the bulletin. Uh, on Wednesday evening at 7 o'clock, we begin our midweek online Bible study, and we are going to take up the book of Colossians. I invite you all to join us for that. Uh, ladies, second Saturday brunch is 11 a.m. next Saturday. Is that correct? No. It is the 14th, so next Saturday is the first Saturday. It just seems like it should be. Uh, so on January 14th, Okay, yeah. we'll hold off. Spring is here today, though, by the way. Feels like it. <clears throat> anyway, our congregational meeting and potluck dinner follows our service today. We have a meeting just within a couple minutes, and then following that, our dinner. Uh, let's, since we will be eating shortly, we can go ahead and bow our heads in prayer for that as well. Heavenly Father, again, we thank you for your grace and your mercy upon us in this new year, your mercy in our Lord Jesus Christ, forgiveness for our sins and the promise of everlasting life. We thank you for this time in which we meet and also the meal that we share together, and we pray your blessing upon us in Jesus' name. Amen. God's blessing. Thank you. Thank you.